0: Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show.
1: Welcome to the program. Always a honor to sit in for Jim, be a part of the biggest and most important show in our industry. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you want to buy a home or refinance your current home, Rocket Cam. Brian Weber with you. It is a Friday, which is outstanding news. It is my last fill-in day which is superb news for many of you. And for all of us, we have the triumphant return of Jim coming up on Monday. So we're an outstanding frame of mind. As always, I come prepared with four and a half hours of content. I'm going to try to cram into our three hours together, but... We'll create opportunities to have a conversation. Phone number 1 800 636 8686. Emails RomanHavatake.com. Twitter B.W. Weber. Weber with two B's. Following the same formula as I do every time, I'm airlifted into the chair for the Hall of Famer. Never overwhelm you with guests, just one per hour. And everything focusing on football, except for a little bit of baseball in 20 minutes and a smidge of NBA with the league honoring the legacy of the great Bill Russell. In 40 minutes, we take you across the National Football League with Jason Cole, longtime NFL insider for a variety of outlets. He is the author of a fine book on John Elway. Hour number two, we talk college football, which is just over two weeks away. Week zero kicks off tomorrow. We'll talk about consolidation and the future of the Big Ten Network with Dave Revson, their lead anchor and a play-by-play man for Big Ten Network. Final hour, more NFL analysis when we chat with Howard Balzer of Sports Illustrated and Sirius XM Radio. We're going to jump right in talking a little bit of Deshaun Watson. I'm going to preface my comments with this. I read your tweets. I don't react to all of them, but I process your information. Some of you have reached a point where you just don't want to hear anything more about Deshaun Watson. I understand your point of view. I appreciate that sensibility. Candidly, I find the entire topic to be tawdry and gross. So I'm just going to address what we've learned over the last 18 hours with the understanding If we find out during our three hours together that the disciplinary appeal that is being reviewed by Peter Harvey, the former attorney general of the state of New Jersey, comes out with a finding, and the league wants that six-game suspension bumped up to, at a minimum, 12 games, their goal is a full calendar year. If we find that out over the course of the next three hours, I have to change the Roadmap, but I'm not doing three hours of Deshaun Watson today. Mention we're in a good mood. Alvin is here, very excited about his snake draft coming up in fantasy football. Because when you think Alvin, you think Anaconda. Ritt has moved over to the producer's (laughs) chair. Here's my dilemma. When Ritt is the technical producer, we have some challenges, I'll put it that way, but the show's on the air. Here's the good news for yours truly. I can't see him. He's behind a bank of monitors. When he is the fill-in executive producer in the box, nothing but creepy eye contact. And I already had a night filled of terror with Harry Carey bouncing around my mind. We'll talk about that in 20 minutes as we address the latest Field of Dreams game. And of course, because it's baseball, game on. it's not their fault. But they're gonna screw up a great thing because it looks like we're not having one next year we'll talk about that so Ridd is over there knowing he can't dance after my tirade last week he can't look at me closes his eyes it's gonna be me losing my mind so effectively it's like my childhood exactly no breathing no eye contact just sit there and keep the chair warm and with that Let's address what I think you need to know about Deshaun Watson. With a reminder, NFL preseason week one kicked off last night. More games coming up tonight. In 60 minutes, we'll start hour number two of the program, linking what we discussed yesterday with Bill Belichick trying to prove, apparently, to all of us that, in fact, he is the smartest man in the history of professional football, doesn't need an offensive coordinator, doesn't need anybody with experience on that side of the football calling plays because yesterday he allowed Joe Judge, failed former head coach of New York Giants, and Matt Patricia, failed former head coach of the Detroit Lions, to split the play-calling duties. But as we were processing our thoughts about how the Watson situation could play out, it seems very evident that the league simply does not want Deshaun Watson to take the field tonight when the Browns take on the Jaguars in Jacksonville. And I understand, just as I can empathize with those of you who are tired of the topic, I fully appreciate why the league wants him to simply go away. Because this is a disgusting story. And however you view it, and if you believe in Deshaun Watson, my pushback would be: Did you read the report issued by the former federal judge Sue Robinson? Are you aware of the mountain of evidence? Okay, but you might be a Cleveland Brown fan saying, "I don't care about that. I just want the man who is going to receive 230 million dollars, fully guaranteed, to be on the field." I'm Brian Weber, in for Jim Rome, Friday edition in the jungle. You can chime in. 1-800-636-8686. Emails, RomanHabatake.com. Twitter is B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. I understand why fans are so passionate. I care about sports as much as you do. After all, it's my job. More than that, pretty well documented. I have no life. It's all beyond a few other things that I have been focused on for the last 31 years, clutching a microphone. Still, we can't divorce reality from our blind passion for sports. And I've had my issues with how the league has handled discipline in the past, but in this case, I am fully aligned with the NFL. I don't think Deshaun Watson should be around the sport, and the way to execute that is for Peter Harvey— A reminder, he was selected by the NFL. He has worked for them in the past. They didn't pick a guy or a woman, which they often do as well. They didn't pick a person whom they think is going to disagree with the league sentiment. And when you had Roger Goodell the other day, or Goodell, if you want to be more accurate now, that's the updated pronunciation. Like when I was a kid, one day it was Tony Dorsett. Next day it was Tony Dorsett. Thiesman, Thiesman, let's call the whole thing off. But when you had Goodell repeating verbatim the words that Judge Sue Robinson used in her finding that Watson was guilty in a football sense of egregious behavior and beyond that predatory behavior, how can you have him on the field? So as the momentum now builds – for Harvey to make his decision public one way or the other, there are a couple of schools of thoughts. If Harvey truly wants to be perceived as independent, maybe he does nothing today. Because after all, if Watson plays in a meaningless exhibition game in Jacksonville, where I presume he will be roundly booed, this is not Cleveland after all, and plays a quarter or a quarter and a half What is the actual consequence of that? If Peter Harvey decides he needs a few more days to come up with his decision, I don't think Watson playing on a Friday night, especially a Friday night, not a Thursday night, weekend has a different attention span. We're all doing different things than we do Monday through Friday. I don't think there's tremendous fallout. So that's one reason why we might not get any clarity on Watson today. But if the league is dead set on making a statement, Harvey is going to issue his finding any hour now, and that'll prevent, presumably, Watson from showing up tonight in Jacksonville. I think he'll be barred from the facility as well. And that is a departure from past league discipline, which has been slotted in the way that even if you're not going to play regular season games, and with that, you miss your game check. But for Watson, it's not that putative because the Browns were complicit with him and the way they structured the contract, protecting the base salary. He's only going to make, quote-unquote, a million one-on... Paper. So every game check he misses is a fraction of that. But he's still getting $46 million fully guaranteed and a signing bonus that won't be touched. That's another reason why the league wants a multi-million dollar fine. So last night we had the report from the Associated Press, reputable Watson, according to this report, would accept an eight-game suspension and a $5 million fine. So what does that tell you? Obviously, Watson, his team... And the NFLPA are very concerned that Peter Harvey is going to drop the hammer. So if we're at six games currently as a suspension, and there was the report that the league four months ago offered Watson a suspension of 12 games at $8 million. What do you know? Watson is meeting them almost in the middle. I'll bump it up, Watson," saying, from six to eight games, and I'll write you a check for $5 million. I think it's not even close to being enough. So Watson can now wait like the rest of us to find out, will he be able to play if, in fact, we get the decision from Peter Harvey that Watson is banned for a full calendar year. Now, the Browns apparently have woken up and realized what the rest of us within the NFL have been talking about for six months. How can you go with Jacoby Brissett under center for an extended period of time? Because when we got the six-game suspension, all the reports we heard from Cleveland, and I asked every NFL insider that we chatted with, came down to this. They think Watson's impact on the field, obviously, will be missed, but they believe the Browns do, that Jacoby Brissett can be a game manager, he can mitigate the loss, hand it off to Nick Chubb, rely on a steely defense with a team that made the playoffs with Baker Mayfield a couple years ago. But now, what do you know? The Browns have figured out that, hey, I guess we might not have done our due diligence thoroughly, and maybe... We have misperceived this entire situation, so we get the report from Mary Kay Cabot, who has covered the Browns for many years, from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Whatever happened to newspapers with names like that? The Plain Dealer. New Deal? Fair Deal? You kids with your TikTok? I need more old-timey media outlets. Mary Kay Cabot reporting last night. If the Watson suspension gets moved up to double digits, 10 games or more, Cleveland now potentially interested in trading for
0: Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love that sound. Brings a smile to my face every single time because... That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. That's why I love that sound. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere and synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. They can do all of that for you. Listen, scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I know this. I know where we started. I know where we are right now. And I'm still on that journey. And like mine, Shopify powers over millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more more than a store shopify grows with you go to shopify.com rome all lowercase and get a free 14-day trial and get full access to shopify's entire suite of features grow your business with shopify today go to shopify.com slash rome right now all lowercase that's shopify.com rome
1: brian weber back with you in for gym Rome. Getting ready for the return of the Hall of Famer on Monday. In the interim, we have a lot to get to. I move quickly, but I will make sure to get you involved. Straight ahead, a few of your tweets will be read. Emails also a possibility. It is an ATP Friday. Emails, robertavatake.com. In 15 minutes, we talk NFL with Jason Cole. Check out his fine biography of John Elway, entitled Elway, A Relentless Life. Your phone calls will happen now. 1-800-636-8686. Here is Billy from Toronto. Hey, Billy, you're on with Brian Weber. How are you? I'm great, Brian. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I appreciate the phone call.
2: Brian, what is with this Cleveland team? I mean, seriously, you had the right quarterback. I'm not saying he wasn't a, a clubhouse cancer. I'm not saying he was the greatest quarterback in the world. And if you want to replace them, fair enough but this is what you replace him with? This guy shouldn't be quarterbacking the Cleveland Browns after six games, eight games, or a a full year. He should be quarterbacking the prison football team. I mean, you've really got to be kidding me, Cleveland. What's next? If your running backs go down, you're going to bring O.J. out of retirement? You're going to bring Ray Rice out of retirement? I mean, this is just absolutely the dumbest thing I've seen in pro sports. And, 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 you know, here's what I would like to see happen to this young man. If he's if he's able to play in tonight's game, and hopefully he's not, uh, if, if he when he comes back, I hope the first snap, someone cuts him at the knees and ends his career. This guy is just an absolute joke and shouldn't be in the league no more. Not a suspension, shouldn't be in the league. That's all I got.
1: Billy, I appreciate your thoughts. I don't agree with the majority of them, but – I can understand, especially on this subject, people have very strong opinions. Now, fairness and accuracy are important. Deshaun Watson has not been charged with a crime. Two separate grand juries in the state of Texas refused to indict him. We're talking about civil allegations. I'm not minimizing them in any way. You know my opinion if you've been with us from the beginning of the program or over the last six weeks. I've been lucky enough to be in for Jim. I've been consistent, and I've been in agreement with the NFL. This should be at least a year-long suspension, and Watson needs to get help because he's still in a spot of denial where he's claiming, I didn't do anything wrong. And at this point, if you have the ability to sit somebody down and talk about, why this behavior is occurring, that's going to be better for Watson for the rest of his life. So, Billy, I understand what you're saying, and I don't agree with a lot of the hyperbole, but many people think that Watson should not even be able to play tonight, but that's all now, hinging on what we find out from Peter Harvey, the former Attorney General of the state of New Jersey. I promise tweets, I try to live up to my word. Allen in Manitoba. This is all Canadian radio all the time. We're going to do hot stove hockey talk. Rick, get me the head coach of the Calgary Flames on line two. Allen writes, BWW. Somebody has found out my middle name. Can we please talk more McRib? Yours is Watson. Very clever. I see what you did there. Geoff and Lincoln. Somebody was not awake during our production meeting. I said we're going to screen carefully. ABC, always be chewing. (laughs) Regards Weber, wrapping the XR4 TI product the show.
2: He is mildly amusing.
1: Finally, Ken and SA. Webs, we agree. Deshaun Watson has some real issues. So disgusting. Yours, Jeffrey Tubin, Reese McGuire, Private Winslow, Pee Wee Herman, and Jamal Anderson. And with that, let's make the awkward transition to baseball and I'm going to do it in a concise fashion because I want to have plenty of time for our conversation with Jason Cole. By now, you know, I am conflicted when it comes to Major League Baseball and somehow being on the air last week when the Juan Soto trade news has energized me. So MLB Network is back in my rotation I don't know why I'm now breaking down wildcard races and I'm probably not going to be on the radio for months, but because baseball was my first love, it is amazing. If I even brush up against it metaphorically, I'm all in. So last night, like I think many casual fans as well, I was captivated by the visuals from Iowa. This field of dreams gimmick, that's all it is, but the presentation is marvelous and not to get too granular in our industry, Fox does an amazing job with the optics and the drones and the sweeping wide shots. And anytime there's a fly ball, you get the vistas of the cornfield in the background. And who cares if it was the Cubs and the Reds? It was just a magnificent celebration of the game because baseball does those moments better than anybody because they have an unparalleled history. So, as I'm watching all the pregame and just enjoying how it's popping off the HD screen, of course, here come <laughs> the Griffys. And I look forward to your tweets coming up in the next hour of the program. Yes, the kid probably has enjoyed some corn over the last few years. Feels like he's a fan of starches, if you know what I mean. And To me, the image I just can't get out of my head is, what was going on with that hologram of Harry Carey? And thankfully, we're not going to have the game reportedly next year because I feel like they'd go with the hologram of Tupac who showed up at Coachella a couple years ago. That was just unseemly and weird. And there's probably a generation of kids who don't even know what was going on. Like, who's this weird dude who can't get the words out with giant Coke bottle glasses? Still, it's such a unique night. Why not? Why not? But because it's baseball, and they can't seem to do anything right, yesterday I had my rant about the lack of marketing surrounding Shohei Ohtani, who's doing things we have not seen quite literally since Babe Ruth. Well, according to reports, and you heard it from Frank Thomas, who's part of that crew, yucking it up on Fox. They have a good time saying nothing. Woo, A-Rod, you are funny, my man. Well, the one thing many of us have been looking forward to, and I can just give you a a little bit of inside business trivia I read in a business publication, the TV commercial rates for that game, the highest of the regular season, even more expensive to buy time to be associated with that broadcast because it's so unique than the All-Star game. But what do you know? It's probably not coming back next year. Why? Well, if you have doubt ever, follow the money. Greed. Frank Thomas and his business partners are expanding the stadium to put more butts in seats to make more dough. And because it is probably self-evident by now with my references, I watch a lot of TV. Bravo's in the rotation as well. And I'm watching way too many fixer-upper shows. If they can flip a colonial in what feels like two weeks, I'm aware of the power of editing. I have worked in television for more than 10 minutes. But if all of these shows have Bob Vila with a hammer, and after commercial, he's built a mansion, why can't Frank Thomas and the other good people in Iowa find a way to get this renovation done in time for next year to play this game again? And yes, I know it snows in Iowa. This just in, we have seasons for now.
0: I think I want to start this with a quick question. Do you feel like your antiperspirant keeps you dry all day long? Well, then, Dove Men Plus Care Dry Spray has an instantly drying antiperspirant formula that can help give you a cleaner feel and it offers 48 hours sweat and odor protection. 48 hours. Now, that right there is a number 48 hours. Dove Men Dry Spray feels light and clean on your skin, and it's quick and easy to use, especially when you're on the go. Also, Dove Men Dry Spray contains Dove's unique one-quarter moisturizing cream that helps to protect your skin, leaving your skin feeling comfortable, and it helps to protect it. What I'm saying is, try dove men dry spray goes on dry clean feel all day we
1: roll on on an active friday more phone calls could be a part of the second hour of the program coming up in less than 20 minutes you could slide in at 1-800-636-8686 your tweets will be read as well it's bw weber weber with two b's let's talk more nfl With an old friend, Jason Cole, NFL insider, author of a terrific book. I think you should check out. I can't recommend it highly enough. Elway, A Relentless Life. Jason, we have not chatted for many months. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you, Brian? Fantastic. And I love the pensive delivery I'm glad we've reconnected. I have stated to start this show, I don't want to spend three hours talking about Deshaun Watson because I think the audience is tired of the topic and I find the whole subject unseemly. Still, we could have news today. So let me ask you, do you expect mm-hmm. we'll hear from Peter Harvey? And if so, will the suspension be increased to a year-long punishment?
3: Um, I don't know whether to expect you know Peter Harvey is going to make his announcement today. I mean... Look, I know. actually know Peter personally. I've talked to him on many occasions. Um, I mean, he's really thorough. There, I mean, there's a reason he gets paid a lot per hour. <laughs> he's really thorough with what he does. He's very careful about his, what, what he does. He's very thoughtful in what he does. At the end of the day, however, look, uh, this is sort of, um, to borrow a friend, uh, an expression in French, a fait accompli which is, it's predetermined. He's going to be sitting for a year. I'd be shocked if it's anything less than a year. Um, it could be as bad as indefinite. Um, but I think that, yeah, it's going to be a year that he's sitting out because, you know, that's what the commissioner wants. And I think, especially given the negative reaction that happened To the six-game suspension, you know, and and the interpretation—you know, rightly or wrongly—the interpretation was the NFL did the six-game suspension, where the reality is that that was independent, um, an independent judge um, trying to oversee this new process that the NFL team and the NFL agreed to, and that kind of backfired. It really backfired in a big way, and now the NFL has to you know correct that problem and whatever you have a negative reaction to the initial one you have to overcorrect. So I would be, again, shocked if there's anything less than a
1: year. I'm Brian Weber in for Jim Rome, chatting with NFL insider Jason Cole here on CBS Sports Radio, the phenomenal simulcast on CBS Sports Network. So, and I agree with you, if we presume Watts is not going to play for the foreseeable future, what do you make of the report from Mary Kay Cabot, Cleveland playing dealer last night, that the Browns now would be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo? Well,
3: I mean, that's been obvious. For months, I mean, I agree, the fact that the I Browns agree. denied it—I mean, not not that the news has been out there, but that this is what was going to happen—is is plainly obvious because Garoppolo knows the system. Mm-hmm. He knows Stefanski's system. That if, uh, Stefanski coaches the same offensive system as uh, as Kyle Shanahan, right? So the ver- he can walk right into this and at least know the verbiage. He won't know the players around him necessarily but he'll know the verbiage it also really works because he's got a couple of really good running backs and you know they've got a good tight end there so i mean that's the natural fit you know jacoby Brissett is a nice backup but he's a backup and that's what he's proved to be over the course of his career so i'm not saying that you know Jimmy garoppolo is excuse me hugely better than jacoby Brissett, but he's better enough um that that's the move they're going to make. And the cost is not going to be that high because San Francisco doesn't have any, they don't have any suitors right now. So they're not going to sit there and ask for a first round pick. They're really trying for San Francisco. This is as much about, Hey, look, we have to get this distraction away from our team and move on with Trey Lance. So I, I think it's just a natural fit all the way around. And I'm not at all surprised with the report from Mary Kay Cabot, who's been there longer than 30
1: years. (laughs) If Mary Kay writes it, it is valid. Jason, Lamar Jackson has received some criticism for not having an agent, but so far his approach appears to be working because Kyler Murray reset the market. And I read your piece on outkick.com today that Jackson, as he should, is asking for Deshaun Watson money. I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to get that fully guaranteed, but do you see the outcome being somewhere in the middle between Murray
3: and Watson? I think it's actually closer to, if you took the Aaron Rodgers contract, uh-huh. which is $150 million guaranteed, which is not, which is only three years at $50 million a year. If you take that guarantee and the, the Watson guarantee and then come up with probably a lower you know, a lower average per year, you know, 40, you know, and still in the 45 range, the kid's going to be really good and do really well. That should be the number that they get to. Um, and the other side of this is that if, again, as I pointed out in the article, if you play out the franchise tag game with this kid, you're going to be paying him $180 million over this year and the subsequent three years anyway. So that's $45 million a year. Um, and you're going to have to keep them. But The tricky part to this is if, and, and we don't know this, if Jackson and his mom are really trying to way over, you know, set the boundary of this and get like a five or six year extension on top of this, you know, like don't just do a four year deal that gets you or a five year deal that gets you that $200 million mark or, you know, thereabouts. But you're trying to get like a seven- or eight-year deal so you can really pump it up and, and take it even further. And, and that's where things get really sticky for Baltimore because you just I – don't, I don't know how long Lamar Jackson lasts. I mean, aside from – look, his interception rate went up. Now, a lot of that was driven by one game in which he threw four interceptions against Cleveland. So I will grant that he had a pretty good passing year going last year. Except for one game and then, you know, and then obviously missed some time. But he's not, he's not a pocket passer. He's a guy who sets up his, a lot of his passing ability in the openings with his feet. So everything is dependent with Lamar Jackson on can he run? And last year was the first time he got injured. His average per carry has dropped, he's taken a lot of wear and tear. Is this guy going to be that good in three or four years? And that's the tough part that Baltimore has to has to consider. I think overwhelmingly they have to pay him.
1: Jason, as always, I value the information. Glad we had a chance to catch up. I hope you enjoy the rest of your summer. We'll chat again soon. I have a question for you. Brian. Yes, sir.
3: Are you a, really a welcome to the jungle guy? Or are you more of a safari kind of guy?
1: No, I'm a copy serve kind of guy. I use the modem. I still have a Commodore 64 that I log on
3: to. Okay. Sorry, because when you're, I mean, you know, just, you know, you and I being Stanford guys, it's not exactly welcome to the jungle.
0: (laughs) I understand what you're saying. Jason, thank you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I absolutely love that sound. Brings a smile to my face every single time because... That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. That's why I love that sound. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere and synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. They can do all of that for you. Listen, scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I know this. I know where we started. I know where we are right now. And I'm still on that journey. And like mine, Shopify powers over millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. Go to shopify.com rome all lowercase, and get a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash R-O-M-E right now, all lowercase, that's shopify.com R-O-M-E. It
1: is our number two of the program, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket Can, Brian Weber with you. An absolute delight to be in for Jim. And even better news is on the horizon as a Fatalo waiting to see Barry Manilow at least one more time in Las Vegas. Say it with me. Looks like we made it. Jim enjoying the last hours of hashtag lake life. Back in the chair, which I will make sure is properly adjusted. Alvin, let's get the microphone where it needs to be. Nothing like me watching on a Monday when Jim comes back from vacation and dropping a damn Weber in the first 30 seconds. I need the gig. Desperately, do I need the gig? Well, I have good news for you beyond that. For those of you who say, hey, loud guy, whoever you are with all the big words, You don't take enough phone calls. Well, I took one in the first hour of the show. I now have a wide-open second hour because, unfortunately, Dave Rebson of Big Ten Network unavailable. We appreciate him making that clear. So, instead of bringing in our second guest, no more guests until the final segment of the program, Talking NFL with Howard Balzer of Sports Illustrated and Sirius XM Radio, which, candidly is just fine for yours truly because if you were with us yesterday, I only had two guests. I'm not the type of person who's going to line up 19 guests. A lot of that is delusion. I really think you're hanging on every word. As we prepare to start the second hour of the show, I will talk college football coming up in 20 minutes. We'll get to the NBA. Great news, albeit a little bit late, I would have liked Bill Russell to be honored while still alive, still, with all of the accolades and all of the praise being sent in the direction of the greatest winner of all time. Terrific gesture by the league that, as we saw in baseball with Jackie Robinson's number 42 being retired, number six will be retired in the NBA. We'll talk about another number six, LeBron James. Why is he not signed that contract extension yet? And what do we make of Kevin Durant this week trying to shift the entire paradigm, the paradigm in Brooklyn saying, not only do I want to be traded, but if I decide to stay, you got to whack the GM, Sean Marks, and the head coach, Steve Nash, who I remember it this way, wasn't it Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant who decided they wanted Steve Nash as the coach? Things get more and more interesting by the day. Before we jump into more NFL conversation, and I'm hoping that you are with me every step of the way. I'm not sure what Jason Cole was trying to relate to me wrapping up the end of the last hour. Now, Jason also is an alumnus of a school in Palo Alto. I think he was implying that I would not go into a jungle, that I'm the type of guy who'd want to be on a safari with my great poopa. I'm a man of the people. I'm a man of the people wearing makeup, but I'm with you, folks. I'm I'm out there, so let's, let's go. I'm off next week. Clones, where are we going? Let's book a trip. We will tie in a sponsor. And I'm sure, now Jim doesn't know this. I so probably should have cleared it with him, right? B-Web on the road. That would be frightening. You the imagine if I showed up. I would not work on a Saturday, only Monday through Friday. But if I went to, say, Lincoln, Nebraska hey, Geoff, I'm here, and just moved on in. If I flip the script for all of these clones who have stalked Jim for all of these years, I got loads of free time, and I got stories for days. And here's the difference in person. You can't turn off your station, Mike Tyson. You can't turn down the volume. I am right here. I'll walk around with this microphone. This thing's probably not even plugged in half the time. And a final vestige from years gone by. And I'll throw it out there with your reaction coming up in 15 minutes. Anybody remember Mr. Microphone? In which you could turn your beatbox into a broadcast facility? I think I'm about 11 years old. I know I'm about 11 years old. And now I am making my family (laughs) endure. The Brian Weber Show, moving from room to room. And then magically I wound up in my room with the door locked. That's a lot of childhood memories. We're talking more NFL. I promise no Deshaun Watson in this hour of the show. I'm tracking what's on television. Ritt is alert, engaged. He is scanning the wire. or well, at least he's pretending to do so. If there's news <laughs> regarding what Peter Harvey has decided, he is the attorney general, formerly of the state of New Jersey. He is the disciplinary officer who will decide if Watson is going to have to sit for longer than the six games that was handed down by the former federal judge, Sue Robinson. I think it's going to be indefinite translating to over a calendar year with a substantial multimillion dollar fine and counseling and behavior modification required before Watson's allowed to play again. But there is some urgency as the NFL preseason continues tonight. We had the week one matchups last night, five more games coming up among them. The Browns in Jacksonville, and I hope Jag fans, if they see Deshaun Watson, give him the reception he deserves. Last night, although I watched the majority of the baseball game, Field of Dreams, until I got freaked out by Harry Carey's ghost, flipping back and forth between all of the wonderful imagery in Iowa and NFL Network, it was phenomenal to have football back. And we had it last week, but... That was a long night with the rain delay in Canton, Ohio. Just nice to turn on the tube, check out, and see guys running around in pads, most of which we'll never see again because it's a meaningless exhibition. But I do think what happened after the game between the Giants and the Patriots was interesting because remember there was a consensus building that Bill Belichick had mellowed out that – In the twilight of his coaching years, although at the age of 70, and we ran through it yesterday in granular detail, if the sole goal is to move past Don Shula and have the record for the most regular season wins, Belichick, while he is the Lord of the Rings in the NFL with the six Super Bowl championships, needs about 40 more wins. So, 10 wins a year times four years. He's got to keep on winning. And we also mentioned the Nugget... That stands out overall with Tom Brady getting an additional Super Bowl ring. Belichick, without Brady, has gone 17-17 the last two years in New England. But there was a growing idea that Bill had mellowed. He was heaping praise upon Mac Jones. Remember that, saying all these nice things about a young player? Well, the hoodie was back last night. As reporters, and this is mostly the Boston media, which is aggressive, which I applaud. I'm a recovering East Coast sports fan. They're the ones who've been telling all of us that Mac Jones' offensive unit has had real struggles. And I'm not just pinning it on Mac, but Mac is limited. And we saw him slide over the final third of his rookie year. And he was part of a Patriot team that got annihilated by the Bills in that playoff game. But all these reports have been circulating that the offense has been horrible. Horrible. That they can't even execute basic things like the snap from center or a handoff. To me, that speaks a lot more about a decision made by Bill Belichick than the limitations of Mac, who didn't play last night. Because Belichick refused to be like every other head coach in the NFL and go out and hire a established offensive coordinator or promote somebody within the organization who had learned from Josh McDaniels prior to his departure to Las Vegas. Well, Belichick, because he needs, seemingly to remind all of us, he's the smartest man in the history of football, said, I'm not naming an offensive coordinator. And I'm going with a group leadership approach. So you have Joe Judge, best known if he's known at all, for his background in special teams before he was a disaster as the head coach of the Giants. And Matt Patricia, who was known for his defensive skills and a hideous beard, as well as being a complete failure in Detroit. So you put Belichick's brain trust together. Judge and Patricia call plays alternating series. They combined as the play caller. And asked several times after the game, are you going to stick with this method? Or are you going to pick one play caller? Belichick kept going back to, we're going through the process. As he's stealing from San Henke, are we supposed to now trust the process in New England? What happened to the Patriot way? No days off. Pick a slogan and stay in your lane. Now it's about the P word. We're going through the process, and then when a reporter followed up, Bill gave him the brush-off, don't worry about that. At least he didn't say sweetie like Pete Rose, like Cretan, on Sunday in Philadelphia, and I don't know if it was a female reporter. So Belichick is aware of the growing perception that he has made a major error here by not finding a established play caller and turning over the responsibilities to Judge and Patricia, we'll see if he's proven right. I have my profound doubts. Did you watch the Patriots last year? Did that offense seem like it was humming when you had Josh McDaniels? And now you have two guys with no experience and very little to demonstrate that somehow they learned from a horrible run in both the New York Tri State area. And Michigan is head coaches, but remember, Bill knows best. Or his kids do, because now he has two of his sons on the staff. And I'm not saying Bill Belichick is on the hot seat to start the season. That would be absurd. I realize who we're talking about here, but it's well-documented. Read any one of the pile of Patriot books. Seth Wickersham has a terrific insider's view of the Patriot organization. The relationship between owner Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick has been prickly over the years, and it was Kraft who volunteered to reporters at the NFL owners' meetings in the spring. I'm not thrilled. I'm paraphrasing here. We haven't won a playoff game in three years. I don't see the Patriots as a playoff team this year. If Cleveland lands on Jimmy Garoppolo... As Jason Cole, the NFL insider, who joined us to wrap up the last hour of the program, pointed out, and I intimated it, but I should have been more precise, Garoppolo to the Browns makes even more sense because Stefanski's offense is derivative of the Shanahan offensive philosophy. I'd put Cleveland with Jimmy Garoppolo, not Jacoby Brissett, in front of the Patriots. So we'll find out. Is the hoodie playing 19-dimensional chess? Doesn't look like it. And I have no idea why he's riding with Judge and Patricia other than to prove to all of us the hoodie knows best. So let's compare and contrast that rotten tree with these failed limbs. This is a wonderful imagery of the Belichick coaching tree to Sean McVay. And his crew and McVay is living his best life, volunteered to an ESPN reporter and then confirmed it in a press conference this week. He's already gotten a new deal from the Rams. You want to hazard a guess that's going to pay him maybe 15 mil because he flirted with TV because he is the reigning Super Bowl champion, and because McVay has now had an influence, and if we're talking McVay, we have to link him to Shanahan as well, but it's McVeigh who lifted the Lombardi at home in February to wrap up the regular season. There are 32 teams in the NFL. Sean McVay and four assistants are patrolling the sidelines. That's a pretty big ratio. And the majority of them have had success beyond McVeigh winning the Super Bowl, going to a pair of Roman numeral games this early in his career. I looked it up just to confirm I wasn't slamming Belichick's tree and embracing McVeigh because I want to be hip like him and use more product in my hair. McVeigh's disciples last year, 32-14, and Two of them made the playoffs, and it was an all Sean McVay Super Bowl with Zach Taylor, part of an effort in Cincinnati primarily due to Joe Burrow that went from worst to first, won the division, made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Matt LaFleur has made it to a couple NFC title games. Brandon Staley is out of his mind with that blind belief in analytics. Yeah, it is fourth and 14 Am I own 28? I'm going to go for it. And if you think I'm just now stretching the truth here, just go back to the last game of the regular season when Staley cost his team a trip to the playoffs by coaching recklessly, and he was out of his mind still. Chargers in the playoff hunt, and we'll see what Kevin O'Connell can do coaching up Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. So last week when I was going through the birthday celebration for Tom Brady, I pointed out what is, I think, self-evident, Brady is quite literally the face of the NFL, looking younger and younger, stepping away from the Buccaneers for a week for what he told reporters was, quote, a personal thing. But if Brady is the symbol of the league, if we're just talking impact and meaning and shifting the entire landscape of the NFL, is there anybody more impactful right now than Sean McVay? Sean McVay made a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. He won a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. And I love all the Detroit truthers now telling me, no, Stafford was good. Folks, I watch football for a living. For five years, I did a red zone radio show, trapped in a studio, seven hours, no commercials, developing kidney stones, more information than you needed to know. My point is I've watched a lot of football and I've seen a lot of terrible play from Matthew Stafford. And I recall he had Megatron on his way to the hall of fame. So it wasn't just that Stafford got liberated from Detroit. It's that he got partnered with Sean McVay. And oh, by the way, Stafford threw 17 interceptions last year the most in nine seasons. So I realize we're falling in love with Dan Campbell in Detroit. And it would be the best story in sports history, It'd be like the Cubs finally winning the World Series, if the Lions even made it to a Super Bowl. I'm not bashing Detroit while it's down. I think Detroit is back, right? We're not filming Beverly Hills Cop 4. Axel Foley doesn't have to fight his way out of Motown trying to solve another caper. But I just loved the totally different perception when Stafford came to Los Angeles. No, no, no. It wasn't a Stafford problem. Who can win a Detroit? The answer is go play for Sean McVay and you'll win, whether you're Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford. So moving forward, as I get older, and probably just in terms of optics, more on the Belichick side, the McVay, I'm now just selling out. I'm going with young. I'm going with hip. And forget about seeing you clones next week. I'm just going to hang out here in Southern California and hope somebody thinks I have some affiliation with the Rams. Maybe they'll buy me a cocktail.
0: I think I want to start this with a quick question. Do you feel like your antiperspirant keeps you dry all day long? Well then, Dove Men Plus Care Dry Spray has an instantly drying antiperspirant formula that can help give you a cleaner feel and it offers 48 hours sweat and odor protection. 48 hours. Now that right there is a number, 48 hours. Dove Men Dry Spray feels light and clean on your skin, and it's quick and easy to use, especially when you're on the go. Also, Dove Men Dry Spray contains Dove's unique one-quarter moisturizing cream that helps to protect your skin, leaving your skin feeling comfortable, and it helps to protect it. What I'm saying is try Dove Men Dry Spray. Goes on dry, clean feel all day.
1: I am Brian Weber in for Jim Rome, having an absolute blast on the Friday because, like you, I am thrilled the Hall of Famer is coming back into this very studio on Monday. Still, we have a lot more to get to in our remaining 90 minutes. Already taking a phone call. We could have more on the way. 1-800-636-8686. ATP Friday, looking for your emails. Romanhavatake.com more of your tweets coming up. B.W. Weber, Weber with two B's, will tackle college football here in 15 minutes. A little bit of NBA talk. Bill Russell being honored. Another player wearing number six for now. LeBron James has not signed his contract extension. And wasn't Kevin Durant supposed to have been dealt by now? It's all coming up. Final hour, all NFL. Just one more guest along the way. Coming up in about an hour and 15 minutes. Take across the National Football League with Howard Balzer of uh, Sports Illustrated and Sirius XM Radio. Tweets, Aspen Spin. Dan Campbell seems like an authentic guy. Detroit loves that kind of like a six-five Wayne Fonts. That is a good poll. Wayne Fonts would win a game. At the end of December, every year, and save his job. But the Lions were competitive then. As I jump into the hot tub time machine again, taking back to the early 90s. Good friend of Eric Kramer, a former broadcast partner. I will not reveal nor betray any of the confidence that Eric instilled in me, but Eric told me some phenomenal stories about Wayne Fonts. Put it this way, Wayne had a very good time. And it was a different era. No cell phones. Brian, finally, finally, a Canadian caller with some snack talk, as we had Billy from Toronto in the last hour of the program, much better than those other duds who used to call the show. Nate the Great from the Cape. Is he calling out Tyler and Edmonton? Matt in Vancouver? Look, I'll have Canadian on Canadian crime. I don't think that's a thing, right? Canada's so nice and civil and polite, they don't even have locks on their doors margo from buffalo hello as suspected tb12 comes up with some shenanigans great word shenanigans to grab the attention again around himself have everyone guessing once again when will it stop Webb? we are so over it in buffalo go bills margo i don't know what's going on with tom brady i don't think this is a look at me look at me situation I'm with you with the bills. If you care about my opinion, I have the bills going to the Super Bowl Bowl. Finally, Quiet Californian. As Finally. I crowdsourced it, one glass of Chardonnay. Now I went to Beverly Hills, so I probably paid a surcharge to look at all the facelifts. No work, as far as you know, in this chair. Thirty-two bucks, says Quiet Californian. Plus tip, sounds about right, for Beverly Hills. You are high. Straight cash, homie for Now, Marshall. if we're doing prices right, he's out, right? You got to come under. Does Alvin, you want to go $1, and then Rick will come in at $31.99? $23 for a glass of wine, 2 3 Now, I am not that cheap with the keyword that. I like my straight cash, homie, and I work damn hard to make a few bucks these days in a challenging industry. But I don't have kids. I'm not married, so I can be a little bit more free spending. Still, my issue is I go to a place frequently when I go out. I have a good relationship with the staff. So I'm from the East Coast where if you tip huge, what do you know? If I leave that glass there magically, it might get poured and poured. So in my mind, I only order two glasses of wine. Who's counting? Of course, you jump in an Uber. So when I was actually charged, the real cost, the indignant look on my face must have said something. Good news, I was still wearing the makeup. Because here in Southern California, if you're not fully made up, you don't fit into the crowd. Let's talk college football briefly. And I don't want to... Go back on the Soapbox because I do watch the show when I go home, not as a narcissist, just to critique the performance. Phenomenal job, as always, by our terrific crew in New York City. The simulcast is outstanding content. As always, take us wherever you go, streaming on Odyssey and listen to the Daily Jungle podcast. I have a tendency, because I love college football so much, to sound more over the top than I'm intending. And... Change is hard, and just as if I'm going to be self-aware, I'm kind of cheap. I'll will t- tip big always, but when I think it should be fourteen dollars for that glass of wine, don't don't tell me twenty-three. It's odd that knowing sports is always evolving, like the rest of you. I don't like change, and the reason I loved college football so much, especially early in my career, and that's how I got into the industry. I talked my way into a gig at my alma mater. It helped that I was willing to work for the bare minimum. Plus, people want to help an eager young guy who seems interested in things. So I was around college football on a daily basis for nine years. I traveled with a national program. As I got older, I hosted college football shows. I'll bring in the tapes of the Tyrone Willingham show. My guy Ty, stoic Ty and me. Hey, coach, what do you think? It was a great game. So... I don't want to just be a prisoner of 1998 or 2008, but I do think what we have lost in the playoff era, and I'll just pause here. I'm not even looking ahead because we know what's coming with the consolidation already enveloping college football Saturdays. When we get to 20-team conferences, 24 teams, you pick the absurd number, Are you telling me that's going to be a better product? I don't think so. Now, maybe I am allowing my displeasure as to what's happening, full disclosure. I work for Pac-12 Networks, alumnus of two schools, one of my alma maters going to the Big Ten. I'm not thrilled with that because I believe in tradition and I believe in heritage and that's what I love about college football, the rivalries. I love the notion that NC State can take Clemson to the final seconds. Clemson's going to win the game, but the unexpected things because of the sheer tonnage on a college football Saturday is a better product than the NFL. I'll say it out loud. And whoever figures out how to do a real red zone of college football is going to have a money-making Endeavor, and maybe it's a streaming platform because you're going to have to buy off ESPN, Fox, everybody else for the rights. But if you give me a whip around show, excuse me while I whip this out, starting at 12 Eastern, you need a couple crews, and going all the way for 12 hours, that would be incredible. So I love everything about college football. Things as trite as the band or the campus experience or tailgating or showing up and seeing people you avoided when you went to school and pretending like you enjoy their company. It's a social experience. That said, my issue with the current climate of big-time college football is we're talking about the same teams every year. I have no life. When I was looking up those stats, that I was reading about Bill Belichick this morning. I went year by year, national champions in the 90s, 2000s and the 10s, there was a lot more turnover before mighty Alabama established itself in 2009. And what's happened in the present and what's going to become even more pronounced moving forward, the massive disparity in cash, while the SEC teams chop it up and the Big Ten divide it, Alabama has a license to print money. That's why their facilities are incredible in many ways, surpassing NFL training centers. And that disparity is almost impossible for teams a step down to overcome. And it's not only the arms race when we're talking about buildings. Recruiting, you can have as much of an advantage with your unlimited resources to get out there and have all of the interaction that for now, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, is still sanctioned by the NCAA. But if Alabama wants a player, somebody's getting on a plane to talk to that young person without any thought about, well, how much money do we have for the play ticket? And are you staying at a Motel 6? Alabama has unlimited resources, as does Ohio State, as does Georgia as does Clemson, as does Notre Dame. So to me, that's been the negative byproduct of where we stand. And I can sit here and wish for a different time and keep dropping dopey references about sitcoms in the 1980s. I'm going to be wrong here. It's all going to be even more wrapped up in a handful of power brokers The SEC, the Big Ten, maybe the ACC survives, could be a partnership brokered by ESPN with the Pac-12 because they need the content, because according to reports, ESPN will no longer be a partner of the Big Ten. And that's just also telling us that that 16-team playoff that a lot of you have been clamoring for for years, and I always thought was a terrible idea because I want the regular season to mean something, but I'm not naive, just follow the dough. There's another mountain of money to be made, expanding the playoff. Fox and ESPN, to a lesser degree CBS, although we have great college football content here on CBS Sports Network, all of the power brokers want in on an expanded playoff. Why? Because it'll generate a monster TV rating. Good night,